Oh, look, another laptop, another FBI excuse. They couldn't find a bunch of documents either. And then they found them, thousands of them, but then they held a bunch of them back from a court. Well, then there's Stephen Friend, the FBI agent who stood up and said, this agency has become corrupt. Steve Friend stood up and said, I will not do this. He did everything the right way. He complained to his, uh, all his supervisors. He told them what FBI rules were being violated and what policies were not being followed and what constitutional rights of American citizens were being abused. So what about this laptop and these hidden documents? And what does God say about all this? Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Appreciate you so much being part of the podcast family. We announced last week this partnership now uh, with the radio network. I'll be letting you know the name of the network and try to get someone on from there. And when the show is going to air on national radio, so you'll notice some changes. There's some commercials that run. Those are not commercials I hear. If it's not my voice, I'm, I'm unaware of them. But I just want to let you know, again, that this company has been so cool. Um, they understand that God's at the center of this show. So they've agreed that uh, we'll block ads that go against the um, biblical worldview as determined by myself and my spiritual advisors. Sometimes those are hard to find. They're called programmatic ads. Um, and that's all ways to help the show thrive right? And to help us grow. And you've been so gracious in that. So if you've heard that announcement before, just know that a lot of folks haven't. So people sometimes take, you know, breaks from the podcast. So just trying to make sure that everybody's up to speed. We are going to be doing a live video stream. And I have a friend of mine who's been helping me complete the video studio. So I'm going to try to get that done this week. Um, or it may bleed in the next week, but I, I know I can do it because we've run a test. But it's not quite to where I want it to be, but that's going to be coming up as well. So we'll let everybody know about that. That's going to be for everybody. And at that point, then we can chat and have conversations as we do that. So I'm pretty excited about that. There has been a whole series of developments around the FBI and this rotten agency. And there's been this whistleblower and a lot of other people now have stood up with this whistleblower, Steve Friend, who, yeah, as Miranda Devine said in that clip, has blown up his career and God will stand with him. When you sacrifice something uh, because you are standing with the Lord, the Lord is going to replace that seven times. And this podcast is testimony to that. The, the way the Lord has blessed this, it's beyond my wildest expectations and blessed us with you. Because as it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 13, this is actually just about verse 11, I'll do the whole thing later, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And this is what Stephen Friend has done. And I'm going to guess he knows the Lord. 
And incidentally, I didn't know this. He's, he did not vote for President Trump in 2020. But he refused to carry out some illegal, unconstitutional orders, some diktats. And so we'll get into the details of that. But let me start at the very top of this. Because what's been in the news cycle, of course, is the raid of Mar-a-Lago. And the nonsensical sort of clown show stuff around this. I don't even know that this is evil as much as it is just people stupefied into fear because this relates to President Trump. And of course, President Trump is the height of all, all controversy. So there's, there's been this, this ruling that to any normal human being would make clear and concise and perfect sense, but somehow a judge had earlier said, or another court had said, no, this you don't get to see the things that you have to make decisions about. We'll talk about that. Plus, Peter Strzok's, the, the, the note, his, uh, the note that fired Peter Strzok, but the note didn't, but his boss did, that note is now public. And it's very good, except for one portion of it, which goes back to worshiping institutions. Yeah, the worship of institutions uh, has gotten us to a lot of places. For instance, and I say this with great, great concern because I have, uh, I'm, I always think in particular of one dear man who is so dear to me. Um, I don't get to see him enough and I rarely get to talk to him enough. He has a different view of markets than I do. And that is the buy and hold strategy. And he's been very successful and he is a dear man. And he and I just differ on this. But the friend I'm thinking of doesn't worship institutions, but the worship of institutions has gotten us to some places where we are now almost, it's hard for us to even comprehend the difference in financial approaches that the big banks do for themselves and the big traders do for themselves versus what they do with us. You know, we're told buy and hold. And at a certain age, that makes all the sense in the world. And Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management will tell you, yes, if you're 30 or 40 years out from retirement, buy and hold makes a tremendous amount of sense. Max out the 401k and then some. And he said, look, across those years, you're going to beat me. 30 or 40 years, you bet. But when you get close to retirement, that stuff doesn't work, particularly in a rigged market. So that 60-40 stock bond mix, that's how you max out the 401k. But when you near retirement, you're, you're 5, 10, 15 years away, or you're in retirement, that's when a risky, you know, a, a risk-adverse portfolio, right? That's what we're told, be risk-adverse. Well, how? See, this is at the center of Bulwark Capital Management's operating principles. It is risk management, this means they recognize the mobbed-up nature of the financial system. This is why they put hedges upon hedges. This is why they invest our money in a way that's far more sophisticated than, hey, just give it to us and buy and hold. Because guess what? When you give your money to the big institutions and they tell you to buy and hold, do they hold? No. They hedge upon hedge, and that's what Zach does for us on a risk management basis. Call Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK, or you can go to knowyourriskradio.com. 
Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. <laughs> Sometimes there is that old yarn that don't think it's skullduggery when simple incompetence will do. So in the continuing drama of President Trump and Mar-a-Lago, we get this instance where the Trump team was told, you have to confirm that the, the inventory list the FBI produces to say, this is the documents we have. You have to approve that list or, or decline to approve that list, but you don't get to inspect the items. So you you have to use clairvoyance to look at their list or you have to say, well, let's, I mean, come on, it's the FBI. We can trust them. So in this minor victory now, because there's been some real troublesome developments for Team Trump in this, like the FBI can still go and read the classified documents and use them, and they can use Trump's financial records and personal records. And if we're paying attention to a broken and utterly corrupt agency from the top, we know exactly how they're going to use those. It's already been leaked to the New York Times. And the Times will just wait until... And what the, let, me, let me explain how this works in a second, but let me, let me just, just finish this off. So now a judge has said, no... The team, you know, President Trump's team gets to look at the documents <laughs> before they approve the inventory list or agree to the inventory list or agree that it's complete. Uh, how could you be asked? But I, I mean, we live in a post, post-law post society. Uh, sometimes this phrase is overused because not a lot, a lot of people read Franz Kafka, but it's Kafka-esque. Uh, it, Franz Kafka was a Russian writer who lived at the time of Stalin. And he observed things like people being brought into a courtroom, sat down by the authorities and being asked, how do you plead? To what? To the crimes. Which crimes? The ones you've committed. Well, what are you accusing me of? Well, you know what you've done. Are you going to admit it? And, and, and that, that happened. And in this case, hey, approve our list of documents or, or decline to approve them. Can I look at them? No. So that's, that's this Kafka-esque thing. So the way this game is played, because I've played it, okay? I've played the game. You get documents, and journalists do this all the time. They'll get a source document. Uh, but the person who gave it to them would be, say, one of five people who would have access to it. So you say, okay, I agree. I'm going to use the source document on background. And so what that means is now you call around and you're trying to find a way to come to have the information that was handed to you so that you can then place it on the shoulders of someone else. So you start to make phone calls. Hey, I have a document and it indicates some things, and you start to ask questions around the document until you can build something. Now, a responsible journalist will then build around this, okay, I have enough verification that I can now talk about this document and not burn my source. 
But in, in the era of the New York Times as an outlet for the, the, the party, as a member of the party, as, a, as a, an adjunct to the FBI, they don't care about that. They want to be able to say the, the, the Times has confirmed, etc. cetera, the, the Times sources confirm that President Trump's finances or tax record include these things. And they'll try to make this as separate from the Mar-a-Lago raid as possible. And they'll release that at a time of their choosing, which will be if President Trump runs again, and I think he's gonna, it will be after he secures the Republican nomination. None of this stuff is going to come out. None of the indictments, they're not going to perp walk Trump until after he wins the Republican nomination, because that's what they intend to have. That's the vision they intend to have for America. Are you going to put into the White House a guy in handcuffs being perp-walked by the FBI? And an indicator of this is a a court saying, no, you can't look at the documents we're telling you you need to approve. And, And this is troubling for me. In fact, this morning I prayed about this. I prayed about Romans 13, and I've just asked the Lord for clarity. Romans 13 is the portion of the Bible in which the Apostle Paul tells us we need to be subject to government authorities because God has allowed them to steward these positions. And for me, as I prayed about this, I'm asking the Lord to reveal this to me. It goes back to the Constitution. It goes back to our country is so blessed To have a constitution that recognizes the existence of the almighty God and that recognizes that due to that, we have rights that are unalienable because we are created by God. And I I, I was praying, is that like a mental escape hatch for me? Because gosh knows, I don't like authority. You know, I put myself under the authority of a church. That's really hard for me. And I put myself under the authority of a pastor. That's really hard for me. Not just a pastor, but a church body. But look, if if my church came to me and said, hey, I'm going to need you to violate the word of God, I would say no. And, And so would most of the people in my church. So I look at the FBI as this authority that we were almost genetically inclined to support because of what it represented. But the fact is the rot in the FBI is so deep and so historic and has been there for such a long time that I don't think it's owed any of this respect anymore. But then there's the street agents like Stephen Friend. And we'll get to him. Peter Strzok, he is the disgraced FBI agent, the adulterous lover, a lover. Remember that was the phrase in the 70s? Do you guys remember that? This is my lover. Uh, That's such an awkward phrase. Would you ever introduce anybody that way? Hi, I'm Rich. This is my lover, Candy. Maybe that happened and I didn't know because I was a kid in the 70s. So Peter Strzok with his adulterous affair with Lisa Page, both of them FBI agents, Strzok got fired and his note, the, the, the firing note is now public. Is now, yeah, public. So the Powerline blog people picked this up and they took some highlights from this, but there's, there's an obvious low light in this. So supervisors writing to him with the reason and why they're going to fire him. And here's some of the highlights Powerline blog called out. It's difficult to fathom the repeated sustained errors of judgment you made while serving as the lead agent in two of the most high profile investigations in the country. Your sustained pattern of bad judgment in the use of an. <laughs> yeah, there's my fake laugh, right? 
Um, your sustained pattern of judgment into the in the use of an FBI device has called into question for many the decisions made during the both the Clinton email investigation and the initial stories of the Russia collusion investigation. In short, your repeated selfishness has called into question the credibility of the entire FBI. In my 23 years in the FBI, I've not seen a more impactful series of missteps which called into question the entire organization and more thoroughly damaged the reputation of the organization. And Strzok is fired. But in writing about this and in, and in this document, somehow this gentleman is able to say that he was unable to find any evidence that would indicate that Strzok's bias affected the investigation. Strzok's bias is the investigation. It is. It is the bias of the organization at the top that is the investigation. That it didn't affect it. It's genesis is in the view that Trump was um, not not to be president. That he's not fit. That, of course, he's not, he's not one of them. So Christopher Lynch writes that note and fires him. But in this note, to say we're unable to uncover any, any proof that your bias affected the investigation... When something can be explained with a meme, it's it's either radical oversimplification or it's spot on. And there's a meme that has gone around social media. It's a good meme. It's it's a picture of various presidents with Vladimir Putin and other people. Oh, here, look, here's, here's Chuck Schumer laughing with Vlad Putin. Here's Barack Obama chuckling with Vlad Putin. Here's George W. Bush yucking it up with, with, with Putin. And all that was normal. All that was good. You remember when Barack Obama told the, uh, the, the pseudo-president of Russia, who was there because Putin placed him there because Putin was out of office for a little while because of the so-called Constitution, when Barack Obama said, transmit to Vlad that after my election, I'll have more, what did he say, more leeway, more room to move, I can get more things done? That's normal. But a completely invented from whole cloth Invest or you know charges against Trump and accusations against Trump that everybody involved knew came from Hillary Clinton. They all knew this. That's the bias itself. <laughs> then you have Strzok and the insurance statement. We're, we're going to take out a form of insurance. Trump can't be president, he said, and this is what this guy was referring to with this miscalculation of using an FBI device to, to, to have this, you know, conspiracy within a conspiracy, conspiring against the wives and husbands in the case of this adulterous affair, but also conspiring against us to take out an insurance policy so that Trump can't be president. That's what the chatter was about. You remember this? So this is the worship of institutions. As I read this, and I don't know this gentleman's heart, I'm thankful that he fired Peter Strzok for sure. I'm, I'm thankful that 
that he you know, provided this somewhat detailed critique of, of Strzok's poison. But the worship of institutions is the institutions must be preserved. So I read this statement when he says, we were unable to uncover any proof that your bias affected the investigation. I read that to say, we do not want to have any indication or provide any indication that the FBI is skewed from the top. But of course, the FBI is skewed from the top. Of course, the FBI is biased at the top. Of course, they are. And it's been that way for for quite a while. So what about this other laptop? Well, it's just more of the same. And it should sound very familiar to everybody. So Steve Friend steps up and says, this agency is corrupt, it's political, and he gets walked out, badge and gun gone. Be interesting to see what this guy does with his future. You know that honor code, that thing that's that good honorable organizations have on the uh, on the bag of every Bone Frog coffee. By the way, I'm having medium roast this morning. Um, Bone Frog coffee is God Country team. Now that could be a slogan. It could be, except it's not. See, a slogan would be, for instance, a a coffee company founded by veterans. And it's all about the Second Amendment. I had no reason to doubt that with this company. Why would I doubt it? Company did really well. And then I was, I was beyond saddened when Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was about to be murdered and he used his weapon to defend himself. And that coffee company criticized him. And that coffee company, well, they sold out. So that thing about the Second Amendment and those guys, their investors took over. I don't know. I don't want to think it's the vets that started that. I That would just mentally kill me. Bonefrog Coffee, on the other hand, the CEO there, Tim Cruikshank, 25-year Navy veteran and a Navy SEAL, that God Country team thing that's on the bag, I know it with him. Because I know the things that Tim doesn't talk about publicly. Because I know the things that Tim has done privately. Because I know what he's gone through. And I know how much honor means to him. I also know this, that he helps a brother out. We have a series of interviews coming up because of Tim Cruikshank and their big gets. And one of them, one of them will air this week. They're big gets, and it's because of Tim introducing me to his circle of friends, right? So that honor thing, that means something. All that's well and good. Like, oh, Herman, great. You've got a friend who's honorable. He's a Navy SEAL. Sweet. But it goes down to the coffee as well. See, it's not just about slapping a label on some coffee and putting a veteran you know, sheen on this. No, no. Tim said, no, no. We're going to make coffee. We're going to make our own roast. And he did. And he recruited a coffee legend to do it with him. So the coffee itself is part of this honor code. Now, it's smaller batch. It's not the big corporate coffee that you... I almost said Texaco. Are they gone? Are there still Texaco gas stations? It's not like you'd get at a 7-Eleven or a Maverick. Right? It's not mass roast. It's small roast. It's available in all the sorts of brands of coffees you'd like. That is espresso, French press, etc., K-cup. It's bonefrog.us. 
ownfrog.us. So, of course, this bias at the top is part of all this. We'll get to this laptop because this is just further indication. Oh, the laptop, by the way, it's uh, Seth Rich's laptop. Remember Seth Rich? I don't know what to make of that. And it's not something I've spent a lot of time digging into because it's not something I can control. It's not something I can I can verify. Like sometimes people will say to me, what do you think of QAnon? And I'll say nothing. What? Nothing. I don't think anything of it. Because to me, I can't find any way to verify any of it. So I, I don't spend any time on it. I find the whole series of events around Seth Rich very troubling. And this murder, extremely troubling. And those circumstances, and I'm aware of those. And there was this belief that maybe Seth Rich had gone and turned on the on the on the Clinton campaign and the Democrats, and that's part of the theory. Well, that could be maybe easy to figure out if we could get his laptop. But we'll talk about what the FBI did to not get at the laptop, to to not turn the laptop over, because they went to extraordinary measures to not turn it over. And if all of this sounds like selective prosecution, of course it's selective prosecution. Here's the figurehead leaving a voicemail for his kid, the sadly drug-addicted, sex-addicted, in my judgment, a, a, a grown man who shows every sign, every possible sign you would show had you been abused sexually as a child. Hey, pal, it's dad. It's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. And that's him giving his kid clearance. Obviously, you heard that. So this stuff goes way to the top, and it is selective prosecution. But to this gentleman's point, in firing in firing Strzok, there's no sign that your bias affected the case. That's bias. The evidence we have around Hunter Biden, that's bias. And so I, I look. I don't want to indict this guy because I don't know a thing about him. I've read his I've read his note, his firing note. That's the extent of what I know. But what I know about institution worshipers is they can't see. And when they do see, they're frightened to death. So when Christopher, uh, Christopher Lynch fires Strzok with this note and he says, I can't find any proof or there's no proof available that your bias affected the investigation. When you swim in bias, you don't know that. For instance, Judge Reinhardt. He's the guy who signed off on the warrants to raid Trump's uh, place, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. He's the same judge who recused himself between, in, a, in, a, in a case that was a conflict between Hillary and President Trump. This is Reinhardt explaining on C-SPAN when he was still with the DOJ, explaining why we can't go around prosecuting Lois Lerner. You remember Lois Lerner. She's the one who illegally investigated conservative groups to keep them out of the election. She refused to give them their 501c3 status or their other nonprofit statuses. They did that to keep them out of the election. Then they illegally handed the identities of donors to these groups to the DOJ, who then illegally went after these donors in an attempt to intimidate them, 
and this guy Reinhardt's on C-SPAN. Um, and the fact that emails could have disappeared without Ms. Lerner knowing about it or Ms. Lerner being involved is entirely credible to me. And that, I'm sure, will be her explanation, is that she was a very high-level person in the department. When the subpoena came in from Congress, it was delegated down to people who did this for a living. They were instructed to find everything. Information came back up to her that said, this is what we have. She reported what she was told, and it turns out not to be true. But that's not a crime. If she didn't know it wasn't true, that's not a crime. And that's going to probably be where her defense lies. This goes back to a long-term project. It goes back to, do you want to save America? Me? No. My priority is saving souls. Yes, I want to save America. If we save souls, we save America, right? Unless the Lord comes before that. But if we save souls, we get the greatest consolation prize in history, which is saving America. It goes back again to biblical wisdom. This is all the way back to Exodus, the very beginning of the Bible. Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and tens. Further on in the Bible, New Testament era, after the Lord Jesus had gone back to, to heaven, during Acts, describing Peter and the other apostles who had been brought before Roman authorities and told, you need to stop preaching. You cannot go around talking about Jesus. And Acts 5, verse 29, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. And this gets me back to the Constitution. And this gets me back to the question of Romans 13. The FBI is acting in a radically unconstitutional basis. The picking and choosing of people with selective prosecution goes directly against not just the word of the Constitution, but the spirit of the Constitution. This body that has empowered itself to be the enforcer of party think is punishing people for their conscience, for their views, for, the, for their moralities. That is wildly outside the realm of any form of constrained government. I mean, it's difficult to not follow the FBI. They're the FBI. They've got the guns and the badges, and they're the ones who can put us in jail. It's difficult to not follow them. But to expose them is what is so biblically prescribed. Ephesians 5, verse 8 through 13, the whole thing here. For once, for you were once darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the full fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. They have nothing to do with the, full, uh, the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. What is being illuminated in the case of the FBI is that the collusion, the corruption is so deep and so thick that it's been there long enough that this goes back to a foundational question. At what point did this nation begin to fully turn its face from God? And at what point is there going to be enough pain that people will finally realize, my goodness, we've got ungodly men and women leading this country. No wonder we've run into this. In, in the Psalms, paraphrasing, when righteous people are in charge, the people rejoice. When, when wicked people are in charge, the people groan, and there's a lot of groaning. So the Seth Rich laptop story just cements this, as does the response from Stephen Friend. Not, not to the Seth Rich laptop story, but Stephen Friend's response to what's been going on at the FBI, the enemies list. 
Like, for instance, the prosecution of Jenny Thomas. We haven't even talked about this or the persecution of Jenny Thomas, not prosecution in comparison to this. Hey, guess who's thinking of running for president again? Guess who's thinking of it? You already thought of it. I said Jenny Thomas and you thought, what's the opposite of Jenny Thomas? Hey, it is now we are just in this first week of operating within this agreement uh, with the radio network. So again, if you're noticing some changes uh, to the podcast and some ads that are running, understand this. If I am talking about a partner, I know them. Okay. If it's not that I've, you know, if, if it's not someone I've had dinner with or hung out with, I've investigated the company. That's never going to change. You hear my voice talking about a company. That means I've investigated them. I've done business with them. I would look you in the face. I would go to a family member. I would say, yes, I absolutely recognize or I recommend this company as I did with Soda Weight Loss, as I do all the time with Bulwark Capital Management, as I do with our other partners, American Financing, all the time. I will talk about these guys. In fact, if we were going to purchase another house, I'd know where I'd go, right? Because this is what we do with these partnerships. So while we grow and we're in this growth phase, please, please join me in just praising God for this. And please understand that the things we've done since we started the radio show a decade ago, that's never changed. I've said no to endorsement opportunities, to partnership opportunities before, even though they'd bring us a lot of money. <laughs> for instance, I got an offer to go on a conservative. They wanted to do a conservative cruise series with me. You know, you go out in the ocean on a, on a cruise ship. And this company tried really hard. I kept saying, I can't. I can't do this. And the sales rep would come and say, Todd, they want to provide you first class airfare and your family and some friends. And they're going to give you a first class cabin. You're not going to pay for anything. And I had to say, Rebecca, I hate cruises. She goes, have you ever been on a cruise? No. Why? Because I hate them. How can you know you hate a cruise? Because it's a floating hotel. I, I, I would feel trapped. I, I, would, I would go insane. I mean, I guess I could come back and say, oh, everybody else enjoyed it. I was insane. I hated it. That stuff's never going to change. Just please be aware of that. And be aware as well that this company's been so cool with us. You're not going to hear government ads, pharma ads, and they've agreed if, if we hear ads that are violation of biblical principles or biblical worldview, we're going to go out and take those out. So just, just be cool on that. Gosh, that was a rushism. I saw, every time I, like, often things will slip out. I'll go, that's a rushism. <laughs> that's Rush would say it all the time. Okay, so every, 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 you, you, you people be cool. Just be cool on that. So here's the Seth Rich story. Long ago, in a world far, far away, the a, a lawyer thought that they could get access to Seth Rich's laptop because it possesses information crucial to this case. Finally. A judge has ordered this September, let's see, 29th, 2022. It is further ordered that the government should produce the information it possesses related to Seth Rich's laptop and responsive to Platon's FOIA request within 14 days of this order. And Technofrog writes this up. This case involved a multi-year fight by attorney Ty Clevenger to obtain records relating to the FBI DOJ investigation of Seth Rich. 
particularly whether Rich was involved in the hack of the DNC or had communicated with WikiLeaks. This uh, fight dates back to 2017 and includes two FOIA lawsuits. In the first lawsuit, the FBI produced... (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. When I read this out loud, it's hilarious to me. In the first... In the first instance, the FBI produced no responsive documents. Oh, we don't have any documents. I tested this once. I was getting a FOIA. I was in a FOIA fight with Sound Transit, this mobbed up just catastrophe of an organization in the separate country of Washington State, brutally corrupt. And I knew that they were that they were paying people to be sock puppets on Twitter to attack people and and intimidate people and harass people who said anything bad about the trains. I knew it because it happened to me, and I did enough investigation to say, "Oh my gosh, this guy works at Sound Transit. He's attacking me and calling me names, and he was pretending that I got fired from the Republican National Committee, which was not true. I resigned. I agreed to serve two years. Period. That's all public." And I found in pictures, I go, oh my gosh, this is the, this guy works at Sound Transit. So I called the Sound Transit desk and asked for him by name. He picked up his phone. I said, oh my gosh, you're literally sitting at work. Who's this? I go, this is Todd Herman, the guy you just lied about. <laughs> now I have proof that you work at Sound Transit. So I knew they were doing this. And I submitted a FOIA request to get the proof of this. And what I asked for was my name, all documents with my name in it. And they came back and said, well, we don't have any record of that. Well, that's not true because then it went and produced. Well, that's interesting because I've sent you over a hundred emails. Here's the copies of the emails. So how is it that you don't have a record of my name? So that's the way this game is played. So the FBI said, oh, we don't, yeah, no, no, we don't got anything. Technofrog writes, the parties knew the FBI had something, and so this sparked a second lawsuit where the FBI somehow found <laughs> 20,000 pages of potentially responsive documents. Oh, these? <laughs> the letter dated, this is the court, by letter dated June 19, 2020, the government acknowledged receipt of Huddleston's first request in stark contrast to the FBI's response to Clevenger's nearly identical FOIA request, where again, the FBI found zero responsive records, the FBI now acknowledged it possessed over 20,000 pages of potentially relevant information. Of those 20,000 pages, the government found 1,596 pages of responsive documents, of which the government withheld 1,469 pages, almost a hundred or no, a little more than a hundred pages. They, they withheld. No, pardon me. They, they, no, they, they only gave over a hundred pages, 20,000 total, 1,596. They said were responsive. They withheld 1,469 of them, you know, saying, Oh, it's privacy law enforcement exemption, etc." They're still holding on to his laptop. Seth Rich's laptop. They're still refusing to release Seth Rich's laptop. But yes, yes, yes. Bias has nothing to do with this. At this organization's level. 
The fix to this is a long-term thing. It's a horribly long-term thing. Elect godly people. The immediate fix is for us to refuse to give in to partnership with this. And this is where it comes into question what it means to be a Republican. How can Republicans who are godly people, and there are some, how can they defend this agency? How can they defend lies at this level? They can't do it and remain godly. To defend the lie is to lie, as I see it. So now we have Steve Friend, and he's getting back up. 30 former FBI agents have issued statements or made clear that they support Steve Friend. This is the FBI whistleblower who refused to go out and involve himself in raids of people like Steve Bannon. You remember when Steve Bannon was raided? You remember when Bannon was perp-walked? Remember when they had to have this vision of Bannon going down the hallway in handcuffs because they intend to indict President Trump? They intend to do that after President Trump wins the nomination for the Republican Party to be president. They intend to have a whole stream of ads running with his entire team having been in handcuffs at one point. For every conservative this is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They will never shut me up. They'll have to kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight. You remember that? So, 30 FBI agents stepped forward to support Stephen Friend. And Miranda Devine, who is becoming, very quickly becoming one of my favorite writers... Uh, she went on Tucker Carlson's program because she's been covering the Steve, the Steve Find incident, and she spoke with Tucker. Thanks, Tucker. Well, I learned that Stephen Friend, FBI special agent still serving, who was suspended on Monday, is an American hero. Uh, you know, he had the dream job. He's been with the FBI for 12 years. He's a SWAT team member. But he just could not live with his conscience after he was dragged off these very important child um, porn, child exploitation, human trafficking investigations that he was working on and put on these really bogus January 6 cases that just serve to, uh, I guess, back up the rhetoric that we're hearing from the White House, that domestic terrorism is the, the worst uh, threat to America um, since the Civil War. And so uh, he could see from on the ground how the FBI Washington field office was manipulating these cases to try and uh, expand and pretend that the, the problem was bigger than it was. And he also uh, didn't want to participate in SWAT raids on um, people who had just... Uh, uh, were being, you know, accused of misdemeanors at worst, uh, innocent American citizens. And, uh, you know, it, they were being told to investigate people who hadn't even gone to Washington, D.C. that day. In one case, a man had been at his son's funeral that day, uh, yet he had FBI agents knocking on his door. People were being surveilled. Um, this is just such an abuse of their civil rights. And Steve Friend stood up and said, I will not do this. He did everything the right way. He complained to his uh, all his supervisors. He told them what FBI rules were being violated and what policies were not being followed and what constitutional
constitutional rights of American citizens were being abused and he was ignored, he was threatened and he's now this afternoon filed a whistleblower complaint with the Inspector General Michael Horowitz um, and he's also been talking to Senator Chuck Grassley and some of the Republicans uh, about his complaints and he um, is there. You see his photograph online, 37-year-old man, father of two young children. Uh, it took a lot of courage to do this at great risk to himself and uh, blowing up a career he loved. It's so important to understand that there's a cleansing uh, and there's a, it's not a cleansing, it's a purging that's happening in police forces. It's so vital to understand that this is a tool of a cultural revolution. It's so vital to understand that the party cannot have people who will not undertake ridiculous orders. This is so very vital to understand. The Stephen Friend story is so vital and so big. He would not participate in getting kitted up with his team to do, use SWAT tactics on people who were being charged with misdemeanors. The FBI demands, they demand that FBI just be willing to do that, to carry out ridiculous orders. It's part of the job. Cops who wouldn't enforce mass diktats are gone. Ridiculous mass diktats that everybody knew were nonsense are gone. Cops who use common sense. These injections don't stop transmission or infection, and they harm a lot of people and kill quite a few. I'm not taking it. Gone. So the purge of people from these positions to insert people who take orders no matter how ridiculous or unconstitutional or abusive. That's the Stephen Friend story. And it's the Hunter Biden story. Agents told you will not investigate the Hunter Biden laptop, but he broke the law. You will not investigate. And it's the Hillary Clinton story. We are not prosecuting that woman. I don't care what she did. We are not prosecuting that woman. And it's the Donald Trump story. You guys know that this is Hillary Clinton oppo, right? Yeah, but we're using it. You know you just lied to a FISA court, right? Yep, but that's okay. We're going to lie again. So my Roman 13's question because it's the word of God, I'll take it very seriously. I'll take it as seriously as anything I can. My prayer for responses, I think, through this is, God cannot support a house of lies like that. I mean, the first commandments, the first 10 commandments, or the 10 commandments, I'm going to say it that way, the 10 commandments make this utterly clear. Thou shalt not. So many instances in the New Testament are about do not align yourself with liars and thieves. What partnership can darkness have with light? <laughs> then when you do the comparison, the list of people who have been abused um, in this era of abuse by the FBI, you can count 40 people. There's a link in the show notes and you know most of them. Do you compare this? Ginny Thomas is a private citizen. 
She doesn't have a government job. She is married to a Supreme Court justice and a congressional committee question her because of what she thinks, because of the views she holds. And this is an attempt, of course, to get Thomas thrown off the court or more likely to have Thomas be pressured to recuse himself when the cases of Donald Trump hit the Supreme Court, when they indict Trump and when Trump's lawyers plead for special circumstances, that is to expedite the trial, to move it more quickly. And they will put pressure on him. How can Thomas do this? His wife thinks the election was stolen. To her great credit, upon being asked, do you still think the election was stolen, Miss Thomas? She said, yes, I do. Nothing in that has changed. So she is persecuted. And meanwhile, Hillary Rodham Clinton... I cannot believe this is going to happen. Dick Morris says Hillary Rodham Clinton, former Walmart lawyer, Hillary Rodham Clinton is going to run for president again. See, the corruption, the bias, gentleman who fired Peter Strzok, thank you for firing him. The FBI is bias it it has become that and the question for republicans any godly republican any godly republican how do you have any partnership with the fbi when it's this demonstrably corrupt oh and since we mentioned hillary next hour i'm going to talk about a Bible verse that is so challenging to me and um, and many of my female friends. It's about wives submitting to their husbands. And as I going through and reading about this, I was reminded, man, we've got some amazing female role models on the Democrat side, such as Cami Harris. Now, as we wrap this up, I want you just to imagine. <laughs> just imagine the torture of a Democrat debate between Hillary Rodham Clinton and Cami Harris, who here announces a new partnership with the United States. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. I'm sure the North Koreans, the North Koreans, she says, are thrilled to know that we've landed an alliance with North Korea. The woman read those words or, or tried <laughs> her on stage with Hillary Clinton in a debate. Never let it be said that God doesn't have a beautiful sense of humor. Never let it be said that God is not showing us right there. Are you sure you want me out of politics? Are you sure you just want to keep your Christian views at home and in your church? Are you sure you don't want a Christian nation? Are you sure? I can't get over Hillary running. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please do share it with friends. Just use the share button on your podcast app. Particularly if they heard me when I filled in for Rush. God bless them. A lot of people appreciate that. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind. 
And I don't say this enough. I don't say this enough at all. Be of good cheer.